0: going on you're listening to the film drunk broadcast coming at you not live from our zoom frock quarters i'm vince mancini and i'm with i'm here
1: with a guy another guy who loves movies it's mr matt lieb Sometimes I feel I've got to eh, eh, lum away. I've got to eh, eh, get away from the bum that's looming, and it's making me calm. It's so all right. That's it. Did you like write those down this time? No, 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 dude. I, that was just fucking top of the head. You know, It just oh, went off. Top? You know, off top, dude. That was that was straight up freestyle. Uh, Damn. And also, uh, ironically. Uh, tainted love it's about uh lumming the taint let's say it's let's say it's about that
0: yeah so we were going to talk about the new russell crowe movie unhinged but i did uh speaking of taints there were some good (laughs) names
1: that's perfect an actual this is an organic segue
0: it is no there were some really good names this week that uh burst onto the scene you know how we like to do our uh name of the year draft and next year I can only hope that uh, Tate, uh, Tate Gooch, who is apparently what? the president of the University of uh, North Alabama.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, his name is Tate Gooch?
0: Oh, oh sorry. It's Tate, not Taint, but still, Tate Gooch.
1: Tate Gooch. Holy shit, dude. That he's is
0: the. Uh,
1: he's a president. You say he's, he's a president? He's
0: SGA president, Tate Gooch from the University of North Alabama. I don't know what, what the is SGA it? is. Yeah, State I don't Union, know what that Something for or
1: other me. like that. Well, oh, okay. So he's a student.
0: Yeah. He's a student. He's like the student union. I think it's like a student union kind of thing.
1: I mean, you know, you got to be kind of someone impressed for someone uh, with the name Tate Gooch uh, to actually yeah. get enough votes. It's almost like, uh, you know, if you were born with the name Harambe and you accidentally find yourself becoming president, you know? <laughs> it's just like, oh, shit. There was actually a real person named Harambe who was running. I just wrote him in and. Now he's president and it is a gorilla. No, that's uh that's <laughs> that's a pretty amazing name. I mean, it's no taint gooch that would have been yeah,
0: I don't know. I feel like taint gooch is almost too on the nose. That's and true. Tate gives you that just that little bit of uh, uh you know, a little bit of detachment to it, which I appreciate.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It lets you draw your own conclusions. You yeah. know? Yeah. It lets creative um, people, uh, it gives them space to uh, realize, oh, shit, that kind of sounds like taint gooch. It gives and, you uh,
0: space to dream. That's what you
1: want. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a good, that's a solid Christian name.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's a Southerner, uh, You know, assume, presumably, and another solid Southerner name I came across this week. Uh, I was reading an article about uh, young influencers and how they were getting taken advantage of by these wannabe influencer agents who are you know locking them sure 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 making them sign papers and yeah yeah perpetual contracts contracts and like sticking them all together in a house where like they you know they get filmed 24 7 um
1: i mean it's kind of uh you know it's 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 like you want to like part of me is like oh no don't do that that sucks but also part of me is like yeah but also like it'd be cool if you put them all in a house and you shook it like an ant farm and see if they <laughs> fight like i yeah. get why you would do it
0: or just ha- like film them uh on their exercise bikes and use it to like generate electricity to where they like think they're on a show but actually they're just sort of
1: our oh our, like, feeder, yeah feeder mice for society yeah. I like it. I like it. They're all just hamsters on a wheel, just uh, generating energy for us to to live. But the whole time they're they're vlogging. So they're just like, man, dude, I'm so famous. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that would Um, be sick if TikTok did anything, um, you know, productive like that. Like that would be nice to, you know, just to to have like some sort of output that came out of uh, a lot of these influencers that wasn't um, just photos and and videos and whatnot, you know. It'd be cool yeah, if it like was real... like also we're making grain. You know? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, oh, we, we, we a... need we need grain. I have a
0: five year plan and it involves uh influencers. Yeah We're uh, <laughs> yeah. threshing. They yeah, they're thresh. just
1: they're just threshing wheat, and you're just like, <laughs> hey, I you know what, that's two birds, one stone. Some people get their content, some people get their wheat. Yeah.
0: Um, so I came across this name, which I really liked. Uh, well, this is one of the influencers. Uh, her name was Ellery Sprayberry. Wow! Just man, magnificent mouthfeel. I think.
1: Yeah, Sprayberry is 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 got a good. It's it's almost like a name. It's like the sound you make while you're eating yogurt. <laughs> it's just like there's something like. Yeah. Um,
0: I said it was like the spell that Harry Potter yells to make himself
1: come. <laughs> Ellery Sprayberry. <laughs> Ellery Sprayberry. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, what does what does Ellery Sprayberry do?
0: Well, my favorite line of her Wikipedia page is S- Sprayberry is an aerialist and uh, a it, what? Uh, an aerialist. Is that uh, like, like, uh, like a Cirque, like a...
1: Cirque du Soleil type shit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she
0: does acrobatics, but I just can't get the phrase Ellery or Sprayberry is an
1: aer- aer- aerialist.
0: Ooh, yeah, a tongue twister. Sprayberry is is an sprayberry. Aerialist.
1: Sprayberry isn't it? Ooh, yeah, that is hard. Sprayberry isn't Ellery. (laughs) Ellery Sprayberry Sprayberry is an aerialist. aerialist.
0: Unique unique New York. Unique Unique
1: New York. Yeah, Ellery Uh, Sprayberry is an aerialist. Ellery Sprayberry is an aerialist. Wow, that is (laughs) fucking hard. That's like if you teach you have to teach British people to to
0: do an American accent. Sure, sure, sure.
1: You start with Ellery Sprayberry is an aerialist. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I give a pass to anyone who's got like, uh, I don't know, some sort of, uh, I mean, if you're doing classic entertainment shit, like you're, you're someone who does like gymnastics or something like that. And you're, yeah. you're, you're a fucking, uh, influencer. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it's not like anyone's going out to see Cirque du Soleil right now. Didn't he go bankrupt?
0: I, I don't know, but I, I do. I agree. I, I respect anyone who's got those clown college chops, you know? Yeah, like, me too. Juggle. You can do backflips. and uh, I found out I, that... Uh, I respect it more than comedy. Is that weird? <laughs> no, not at all. Because there's something about it
1: where it's just like uh, there's no, I don't know, uh, there's no pretense there. You know, there's like, yeah. it's literally that, when, oh, I went to dancing monkey school so I could learn how to sm- smash cymbals together. And it's like, yeah. that's basically well, what open mics are, but we don't call I, it that. I
0: also think that like we, I don't know, when we started comedy, I feel like it was more Clown, I feel like it was more like I'm gonna go up there and look stupid, sure. Where, like at some point, it became like I'm gonna go up there and look cool. And I know yeah. there's some comedians where that's been true for you know, dice or like Eddie Murphy, but sure, I, you know, I do miss the days when uh, you know, the point was to go up there and look like a fucking stupid idiot,
1: yeah. I mean, it's just like um, one, it's we we live in a like a comedy landscape that's everyone's uh, f- thinks they're fighting the power. <laughs> So, whether you're, you know, uh, you know, on the left or on the right, you're, you're, you're basically telling your audience, like, you know, people want to shut me down, uh-huh.
0: you know, uh-huh. and
1: uh, and it's like, no, <laughs> just just kind of want you to dance, monkey, like, yeah,
0: get off the left, get off the right, and get back on the dunking booth. That's exactly, where, dude. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. we want to see it, like fucking drop a banana peel and slip on it, you know. Yeah. I found out that Steve-O
0: went to clown college and it made me respect him more. And it also explains why he's so good at like, you know, breathing fire and doing backflips and shit.
1: Yeah, and like falling and all that stuff. It's like, although I have a feeling that no matter how much, uh, how many degrees you have at a clown college, that that shit still wreaks havoc uh, on your skeletal system.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He told me he had uh, receding gums uh, partly from spitting fire with isopropyl alcohol oh yeah that's he found out you're not supposed to do you're not supposed to use that kind of alcohol so yeah that you know, seems just...
1: dangerous yeah
0: tip for any of you guys any of you aspiring fire breathers yeah out there don't use that kind of don't use rubbing alcohol it's bad yeah 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 that that doesn't sound safe um so finally i got one more grid name this week Ooh. and this one is uh the the manager of the san diego padres yeah. So he's a fairly prominent person. Uh Padre's manager Jace Tingler. Oh said wow. Said after the game that there was a take sign missed. Um, I yeah. love
1: Jace Tingler. Jace Tingler is uh I mean, we're getting closer and closer to just um, you know, like Christian uh, pseudo Mormon names are just becoming porn names uh unironically and yeah. uh and I'm here for it. I I love it, you know.
0: J- yeah. Uh, Jace Tingler. And Jace Tingler um I was also, uh, writing about this, uh, football player today who has a regular name. It's like Cody, uh, Johnston, I think. Okay. Hold on. I got to find it just to get sure getting this right. Isn't
1: that a, it's not a podcaster. <laughs> Cody uh, Johnston.
0: Well, I'm sure there's a lot of Cody Johnston. That's uh, sorry. true. Sorry. It's Clay Johnston. Clay Johnston. Um, he is a, uh, he's a seventh round draft pick, uh, linebacker for the Rams and, mm. He was on he was on Hard Knocks this week and he kept he kept yelling fudge, and uh, <laughs> and I was like, well that guy's got to be a Mormon, right? So I gotta yeah. look him up on Wikipedia, and I didn't find out that whether he was a Mormon or not. But he I did find out that he has a brother named Cody with a K, Cole with the K, mm. and and Cade with
1: a C. Oh boy, oh no! Wait, so I'm sorry. Those are those are his brothers, or that's those a are full his name? brothers.
0: three separate brothers cody cole and cade cody cole cade and clay and the cody and the cole are with a k and the Mm. cade and clay are with the c which uh you know interesting
1: move yeah it sounds like a choice it definitely is like you know mixing up your c's and your k's and in in your names uh you know first of all it Congratulations for not making it KKK. We all appreciate yeah, that. I think. Do you think that was the goal? I feel like that was the goal. No, I think that that wasn't the goal explicitly. And then when the third uh, K was born, they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's spell it with a C. We don't want anyone to get any mixed ideas about the Mormon church, you know, which uh, is uh, definitely got a little bit of a history with uh, sure. racism and whatnot. Sure, sure. Yeah, but uh, no, I mean... Sure. They're nice I, now though. They yeah, I'm sure that they were nice even back when they were openly racist. That's the thing about them. It's they're <laughs> like know. they're really they're nice. Yeah, they, yeah. That's how they get you. They they're really really nice to you as they like they'll smile as they tell you you'll go to hell for being a Jew or whatever, but it's like it's a really nice smile and they'll still invite you in for dinner. It's it's a whole thing. My brother was friends with a bunch of Mormons in high school. Like he had this still one am. Mormon was that? I still am. I don't. I I guess right now I, I just guess don't,
0: none of them are like I don't know I don't know any of them are if any of them are like devout and currently practicing but you know. yeah
1: I mean yeah it was weird my brother had like uh, this group of friends and one of them was a Mormon this guy Brett who uh, was like very um, he was like a normal dude uh, but mm-hmm. he was like Mormon which uh, what comes with being Mormon is having like relative superpowers when it comes to sports where you're just like you're weirdly good for a white boy you know what i mean like and 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 you know also just like socially uh adept uh and you know kind of funny and uh just generally pleasant and he was like one of those dudes who was just so pl- pleasant that another one of my brothers friends was like maybe there's something to this mormonism thing and converted <laughs> And meanwhile, my brother was like, fuck, no, I'm not doing that fucking bullshit. But he was still, you know, he had an ever increasing group of Mormon friends that would happen. And uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's uh, just part of it. And of course, you know, he uh, this was actually at the time when uh, Mark Mad Dog Madsen was a uh, bench forward uh, for the L.A. Lakers. Um, If you don't know who Mark Madsen is, uh, I do. Yeah, he's he's you know, anyone out there listening, um during the like the Lakers three uh he was someone who uh didn't get much playing time, uh wasn't necessarily very good at pro basketball, but um during the parades he would dance and that was kind of his thing. It was it was like, Look at this and it was kind of white boy minstrel show type thing where he would be <laughs> like, Holy as he was dancing and everyone yeah, would yeah. kind of point and laugh. But yeah, it was uh it was, it was weirdly wholesome, you know, it, it, it was just kind of like, uh, you just kind of liked him, even though he was so bad. I saw him airball two free throws. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in a row, like not to, like in a row, it was like one of those things where you're like, I didn't even know you could do that and right. still be in the Especially NBA.
0: Like if you're white in the NBA, like the one thing that you should be able to do is shoot free throws.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You'd figure, um, but uh, anyways, uh, so it was around that time that my brother started become, becoming friends uh, with Mormons. And, uh, and yeah, and he got to meet Mark Mad Dog Madsen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, ever, ever since then, uh, I've just been kind of like, you know, the real trick with Mormonism isn't that you're necessarily going to be good at stuff. Um, it's that you're just so pleasant that they'll let you in the NBA, even if you don't deserve to be. There. <laughs> yeah, that's the lesson that you learned. That's a lesson I learned. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, so
0: we got some movie news. Do you know that Matt? This is a news podcast. We talk I about do. the events of the day. Mm-hmm. We comment on them. People get informed uh, and they get entertained. It's the- like uh, it's everybody wins.
1: People come here for movie information. You know, it's that's a lot right. of people who are just obsessed with movies. You know, they got to know what's going on in uh, old, good old Holly weird, as they <laughs> say. Um, and uh, that's what we're here for, dude. We're here to yeah. tell you about the, the news.
0: Well, we found out our best friend, Olivia Wilde, uh, has oh. been tapped to direct an untitled female centric Marvel movie uh, at Sony. But-
1: so without, like, uh, there's no character yet or anything. They just they know that they want to do this specific it's, move.
0: While not confirmed, it is expected that the story will be centered on Spider-Woman. Ah. Which I didn't know was a thing, to be honest. I
1: didn't know that was a thing either. A Spider-Woman. I, spider I, di- I, I didn't know that. Um, But, you know, it's not like it has to necessarily come from source material. First of all, I'm positive well, there's a Spider-Woman. I yeah, mean... Oh.
0: The Spider-Woman character has actually been the alter ego of several characters in the Spider-Man timeline over the u- years, including Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane Watson, and Jessica Drew, mm. who was the first to sport the costume in the late 70s. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Does that mean... I mean, I don't know about this character. Does that mean that Spider-Woman was also bit by a radioactive spider? In which case, the question is, um, how many people have been bit by the spider?
0: Yeah, that is a good question. Like, how many Uh, spider people are there? It's a great question. I mean, you figure there's only two of them, because otherwise it'd have to be, like, Spider Dave and Spider Peter and Spider
1: Mark. It's weird, too, because it's, like, getting bit by a radioactive spider is, I mean, essentially a... um, Uh, It's about as creative as uh, when you become a superhero, a supervillain rather, uh, because you fell in a vat of toxic waste, you know, Uh just like, ah, then you fell and now you're bad, you know? Um, (laughs) So what's interesting is like, like a lot of female uh, superheroes, um, a lot of their, their trauma is usually uh, kind of. You know, s- very specific to yeah. uh, the, you know, classic gendered experience of being a straight woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, like, did she get bit by a radioactive spider or, like, get ghosted by one? You know? <laughs> sure, like, sure, yeah. <laughs> like She's jilted. She j- like, did someone, did a radioactive spider send, like, a dick pic? And she was just like, this is bullshit. And then, like, you know, she, uh, I don't know, called him out on Twitter. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and then became Spider-Woman, you know?
0: It's she got revenge porned by a... Uh, <laughs> by
1: a radioactive. radio a radioactive Chad. <laughs> yeah. There you
0: go. <laughs> yeah. I think we just came... I think we just crowd, uh, crowd-sourced a new superhero.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, we should... Um, we'll have uh, our people reach out to Olivia Wilde's people and mm-hmm. go, like, hey, we got this great concept. Um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know. good for
0: her. It's nice to see... It's nice to see
1: uh, uh, previously successful people uh, <laughs> stay successful. <laughs> yes. No, for sure. I mean, th- th- that's the thing. We though loved, it's like,
0: we loved Booksmart around oh, we here. Loved it. You know, we're happy mm-hmm. for all
1: her success. I, okay, so it might sound like we're f- for no reason salty, but we we didn't like um, Booksmart. That was one of the things. Um,
0: I think I was just salty based on how many people that I watched Booksmart with
1: who liked it. Loved
0: it. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. like if, it, if nobody loved it I've been like, ah, okay, fine, that's that's a movie." But yeah. I I feel like all I heard for 2 months was about how great that movie was.
1: Yeah, well, specifically with that one, what 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 pissed me off wasn't so much that like the people who saw it liked it cuz it's like there's like it's it's kind of built for uh like an audience of people who um I'm not and, and I'm not saying women, I'm saying it's built for a general audience of people who if you are interested in seeing it uh you're going to go see it you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. it's like uh self selecting audience yeah self selecting audience made for a very specific demographic of people who are like uh it's uh it's super bad but for women it was kind of just like the thing what what pissed me off about it was um that the entire campaign ad campaign for it um didn't pose it so much as just a comedy that exists but um an important one and mm-hmm. uh then when it didn't do well they were like why well, it didn't do well because of sexism and it was like no i think yeah was- they,
0: they kind of like they, they do this do this thing now where they're like you got to see this because the haters hate it and you got to stick it to the haters." right it. and right. you're
1: like there are haters?
0: What? What is that? Yeah, there were this is no the haters. First I've
1: heard, this is the first I've heard of this thing. As far as I know, we were the haters. Um, and the only reason we <laughs> were haters is because they were saying there are haters. And I was like, no, the problem isn't that they're haters. The problem is there were no viewers. <laughs> right. it, it was like people had never heard of the movie. And it was, you know, I think semi-independent. And it came out. Well, and I
0: think went. we've lost the ability to sell things anymore as anything except uh, like a culture war product that is going to anger the other side like the only motivator anymore is not like oh i'm gonna be good looking people are gonna want to fuck me or i'm gonna go you know this is gonna make me happy it's now it's like someone that you don't like is gonna be sad if you do this thing
1: right yeah 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 it's uh yeah we've kind of like the whatever motivations are meant to get people to go out to vote are now motivations meant to go get people to go out and see a movie and uh it's not very fun it's not very fun no
0: no it's not um other news uh you know our our buddy guillermo del toro oh yeah uh, our best friend <laughs> our best bud gordo yeah uh he's doing a stop-motion pinocchio film oh uh for netflix
1: okay set
0: during the rise of fascism in mussolini's italy pinocchio a <sighs> musical directed by
1: del toro and mark a musical they're making it. oh i guess it was a musical <laughs> With a score by Alexandre Desplat. Of course, you didn't even have to say. I was like, yeah, this is going to be an Alexandre Desplat uh, score. You just knew it because it's like, oh, it's stop motion. Uh Uh, Like, I guess it's maybe I'm just speaking because Wes Anderson uh, uses him a lot and used him for. But it's just like it's it's got that like kind of like already it sounds like this twee kind of like (laughs) fantastic mr fox meets jojo rabbit type thing and it's like yeah Yeah. that's gonna be you know the uh, co-director
0: was the co-director of fantastic mr fox wait who was uh of of this pinocchio movie
1: wait who who's who
0: is the mark gustafson he co-directed fantastic mr fox and he's co-directing this
1: movie as well oh wow well see you know that's what i'm saying it's like uh I mean, you know, it's good that they're injecting politics into it because, uh, you know, <laughs> well, art, art will save the world and blah, blah, blah.
0: It's a story of love and disobedience as Pinocchio struggles to live up to his father's expectations.
1: Of being a real boy?
0: I, I guess. Or I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I think he was just sad when Pinocchio went to the Don- donkey island and smoked all those cigars
1: yeah dude he smokes cigars and then all those kids turn into donkeys and you know there's a weird kind of psychedelic thing with that movie uh the at least the the disney movie that um i i just am imagining as a live action claymation type movie and i'm like oh this is uh i think this might be horrifying um (laughs) well that could be good i I mean i'm down if if anyone can make it good it's Guillermo del Toro he's got well I think he's, he's got gonna, the he's gonna, got gonna the do chops. the thing
0: that he always does is he's gonna create this like amazing world uh and then the story itself is gonna be like about a sad boy who stares at his stomach half the day
1: yeah that's that's true that is true but it could look good and you know that's that's half that's half the the battles making a movie that looks like a movie
0: yeah you know what I'm saying. yeah I just I've always wondered what uh, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro would do Uh, with even less creative oversight, so I'm glad that he's doing a musical uh, for
1: Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what would he do if he could have it his own way, you know? (laughs) What would he do if he didn't have people breathing down his neck, you know, telling him how to uh, make a story and, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, construct a universe from scratch? Uh, Yeah, no, it'll be... uh, uh, It's just like... uh, it's funny. I mean, I know I don't want to get into um, our the movie review before it, our, it's time, but I'm just thinking about like as I was watching the movie that we saw, um, you know, you spend a good, a good amount of time now watching anything original kind of like looking for the allegory, spe- mm-hmm. specifically the political allegory or the cultural right. allegory. Or and like, what's the, you know, why did you make this movie? What's the message here? Kind yeah, what's of, yeah. the message? And it's not to say that I, you know, uh, necessarily need that. And it's also not to say that um, when people do it, it can't be amazing. Uh, it's just part of how I look at most things. But it's whenever... Think-
0: it. I think you do that when the movie is not entirely entertaining in its own right. Like, if it's... Sure. If it's a super... If it's a movie you're super into, you're not really thinking about, like, the Oh, underlying, I, underlying, like, oh I don't know. I don't know. Like, Parasite, I here. think, is,
1: a, is an example of a movie that, as I'm watching it, um, you know, I came into it knowing nothing about it, and uh, I was pretty clear you know a few minutes into the movie that there was you know kind of like a class class struggle um sure
0: there's no mistake in the allegory with that one it's kind of comes right out and it's like here it is right
1: and and it's it's i have a weird reaction um to it i think i have a weird reaction when i know when something is pitched to you as a consumer as Mm -hmm. an allegory like it's about it's like like Jojo Rabbit where like yeah, yeah. it's about fascism and uh, the rise <laughs> of it, uh, you know, and a little boy who's just <laughs> caught in the middle of it. And uh, and I just like there's something about them pandering to me because that's the thing. It's like I I am interested in these subjects. I, you know, I especially think
0: the p- I think the part is that I object to is the little boy caught in the middle of it. It's like, yes, it's yes. like when you're reading. I read a memoir, I don't know, a couple months ago and it started out where he was writing uh in the voice of himself as like a little boy and then, you know when they when they do like the little boy uh, oh god oh yes yes i do uh-huh <laughs> or like the old robert evans thing where it was like and she brought out a bowl of this mystical white powder
1: and i was like what's that and it's like come on yeah, yeah. you know what
0: it was everybody yeah. knew what
1: cocaine was right, or yeah. just like yeah everyone re- rewrites their childhood to be totally a babe in the woods <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just like, whether it's a little boy or not, I mean, that's definitely part of it. But, um, I mean, specifically whether it's a little boy also pisses me off. Because it's like, if we're get, getting a Jojo Rabbit, like, yeah, you know, it's a cute story about a boy who's, you know, whatnot. And, who's just trying uh, to fuck. Yeah, he's just trying to fuck this Jewish girl who's hiding in the wall. But, like, <laughs> part of me is like, do the innocence of children theme, I think... Makes me want to die, mostly because like, I don't know. Every time I think of that, especially during that movie, I just kept thinking about uh, that quick shot in uh, in Schindler's List where all the Jews are on the train, and then there's a little girl who just slices her throat with her finger, like you know <laughs> yeah. you're you're about to die, and I'm like. Yeah, see, children are actually fucking sociopaths and, like, <laughs> like yeah. they don't understand, like, human feelings and emotions in, in that kind of way and they're, they can, more easily than adults, they can take a group of people and um, just kind of, like, label them, like, although oh, those are trash people, they're less than human and it's okay if they die. So it's like, you know, rather than, like, uh, children being born, you know, innocent and and free from prejudice, and you know you have to be taught how to hate and blah 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 blah, and it, and it's just like yeah but also you know no one has to explicitly teach you you know you could just be living your life you could see the way it is you could say they have it's to be see- taught
0: how to hate but they could, that can be done very easily it
1: can be very easily like no one has to explicitly say these are the people to hate you are you know born into a society where uh, you see some people are on the higher ranks and some people are on the lower ranks and you just assume well the lower rank people I don't know what their problem is but it's clear that they're you know uh, they're begging for scraps and they're not even human well, beings
0: the easiest emotional move that any human can pull is to just see someone who's struggling and be like, "Yeah, but it's their fault." Yeah, that right. Way, exactly. That way I don't have to worry about if I'm ever going to be there. I can just be like, "Ah, they probably yeah. deserved it."
1: Yeah, I think you have to be taught not to hate. Like someone has to teach you to have <laughs> yeah. empathy. Like Right. I think but I think the Otherwise eyes of like babes, uh, otherwise we yeah. would never <laughs> like it's just like otherwise uh because I don't think that most people go around uh, actively teaching uh, hate to their children. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. I, it's, uh, so I, I think it would be like, there wouldn't be any problems if you just had to not teach hate. I think it's, you actually have to teach like, uh, hey, that the way the world works is not uh, uh, inherently fair. In fact, it's like their systems that make it inherently unfair. Uh, and here's how to look out for it. And uh, also here's the people you should be having some extra empathy for. Uh, sure. You know, anyway, I so think, I'm just saying I think if the children aren't with, innocent, they're monsters.
0: Right. I agree. But also, um, like, I think the problem with the, the mouths of babe, like the innocence of children. theme. Yeah. It's like they want to have it both ways. Because when I'm reading that book where the guy kept uh, using his child voice, uh, I think there's like this, like, we want to hear you like if you're a good writer you can you can put your uh, childhood emotions in there and give us like your adult introspection and yeah, like, sure. take take on the thing but like the when you use the innocence of the child as the crutch it's like you kind of you want to have the people be uh you want to have that character be absurdly innocent and and mm-hmm. like your idealized notion of what a human being is but then they always also try to make it like a like they it, like in Jojo Rabbit they wanted him to be super innocent, but also like be in love. And you're like, right. okay, he's either like innocent and prepubescent or he's like horny like you right. can't have both. <laughs> like he's either he's either a child or he's like an a, or an adolescent and those
1: are two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is um just in general, I think it you know, goes back to your your general rule that like please please stop writing things that have kids as the lead. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I. I mean, I definitely am an extremist in the sense that, like, I don't even believe in child actors. Like, I think we should use, you know,
1: we like, should use CG for sure.
0: We it should, should use CG. Every child or we should, should use, be, like, no, should, I think we should it, just use adults because we already yeah. suspend disbelief for any show set in high school. The actors are going to be twenty-seven, and it's fine. We understand that. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean,
1: I'm just saying every child that's in a movie should actually be Andy Circus in a ball suit. You know. <laughs> Like Yeah, that works too. That that's I'm I cool mean, with that. I just rewatched uh Remember the Titans. Uh-huh. And it's got a very... what? Why? Uh, I don't think I've ever was, seen that. It was on Disney Plus and it's a great movie. Everyone should see sure, it. It's sure, about sure. it's about racism. It's actually if if I'm just real quick, uh if <laughs> I can be real with you about oh, that movie. Off. Uh that movie uh might be one of the most comprehensive movies about racism uh, that I've seen. It, it like kind of gets into everything, like everything, uh, including like microaggressions, and even including kind of like uh, liberal naivete. Like uh-huh. it's it's a good movie. Like there's like one. Th- so it's about you know uh, a small town where uh, in the seventies where all the uh, schools were forced to integrate, and so the football mm-hmm. team is now. Um, not only having black players because there's now black kids at the school, but there's also now a black coach, and a black coach takes the job of a uh, of a white coach and uh and yeah, it's just like, you know, it's it's a really schlocky Disney race flick, but there's these moments in it that I'm just like, oh, that's an interesting. That's like an interesting. I don't know. It was it's it's good. It's pretty comprehensive. It it's covers like every base about um the different forms of racism and how they happen. And uh, you know, it's just it's they just, go to it's just well they did. go to third base on racism. First of all, it's a football movie, oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what? They go to fourth base. Damn, uh, and that is a callback to the time I called home base fourth base. All right. Anyways, um, <laughs> let's get into unhinged. Yeah, you know, we got a movie about Russell Crowe mm-hmm. playing the road-raging guy. I had a point about Remember the Titans, though I forgot. I completely uh, lost the thread. <laughs> uh, what were we? Uh, it doesn't matter. You know, anyone who's listening is—they're just, just playing a video game at the same time, so they don't, they don't know what I'm saying. But, uh, anyways, uh, yes, we saw a Russell Crowe movie. Yeah, and
0: well, uh, it's not a typical like you say that like there's a formula for a Russell Crowe movie, which is I mean it's not like a, like a, if you said a Liam Neeson movie we're like okay, I know what you mean. Well, that. it's a movie He's starring Russell revenge.
1: Crowe, which is um I think there I think he has a few different genres that he works in. I mean, he works in the action drama, uh, the 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 action genre. He works in like the Oscar bait drama genre. Yeah, those are different genres. But he also works in the um he does the French musicals, sure. He does... he, occasionally that, but he also works in the like. What if I just gained a bunch of weight for a role genre, like? So like, that's
0: my question about this. Like, I can't, I can't tell if he gained weight for this role, this role, or if he's just uh, that gotten fat. fat now. <laughs>
1: yeah, because
0: he yeah, has been getting kind of fat.
1: No, definitely, he's a round man, and he's been getting more and more round as like the years have gone by, and. Um, Yeah, it was my first thought, too, was like, I wonder if he was like, you know, I know that this is just some, you know, dumb movie where uh, a thriller where I play a guy who has road rage, but I'm a method actor and I see this character as comfortably chubby. And (laughs) yeah, uh,
0: I like the thing I like about best about Russell Crowe is that, you know, while all these other actors are getting all this plastic surgery like Russell Crowe just looks like a middle-aged man who enjoys a beer and a meat pie and it's great. He's comfortable in it. I like seeing him in it. I'm happy. I'd rather see that than fucking Rob Lowe looking like a hack together. Did you see the picture of Rob Lowe when he was at an NFL game and he had a hat that said NFL?
1: No, I did not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just think that's like the definitive Rob Lowe moment where it's like he's he's got that face that looks like he hasn't aged in 20 years, but uh, also just looks like he has no personality or opinions.
1: No, I mean, I've been uh, recently uh, watching Parks and Rec, which is a show that I kind of avoided for years and years and years because I already watched The Office and I was like, I don't need another office. Um, Yeah, and a worse office. Yeah, I don't need a worse office. And, you know, I'll I'll admit it's a good show. I've gotten to the point where it's a kind of close to a comfort watch. Um, But his character in it is, uh, I think, very close to who he is in real life. Someone who, like, runs a lot and is optimistic and, uh, uh, you know, speaks a mile a minute and is uh, just kind of, like, um, has earned uh, through his status, like, a contented nature that Uh makes you angry because you're yeah, just like yeah. i mean y- you gotta admit it's impressive well, it's like that the pod person ha- thing what's that it's like when
0: they seem like a pod person
1: yeah he's very pod person um yeah. but it's just like you know the dude he, he he had one of the early sex tapes and his yeah. career just fine so good for yeah. him
0: well russell crowe he's a man of passion he's a man of vices like you can tell He's, uh, he's living life And that's what I like about yeah. him So he actually made his own promo video For this movie And I was going to play a little of that uh, Oh, for please you. yeah.
1: They say there is a catalyst At the heart of the cinema experience A social contract A binding dynamic power That lifts the cinematic experience Into a realm of intimate connection Between the audience and the screen And the stars in the heavens beyond They say. What the fuck? But who are they? Some conceited, pretentious fuckwads who try to piss in your pocket and tell you it's raining. Well, fuck that shit. I got a movie coming out. It's called Unhinged. I'm not fucking with you. It's called Unhinged. And it's gonna be in cinemas.
0: Off you go. So
1: what the decent, fuck? D- decent promo. What so the I fuck? Like, I don't I like, like <laughs> any of that. Why are <laughs> you trying like, to scare me?
0: I feel like it's false advertising because, you know, going into this movie, for me, the entire draw was being bellowed at by a fat Australian. Totally. And and I would, you know, I'd love nothing more than to be bellowed at by a fat Australian. No, yeah, uh, it gets me hard. Yeah, and then you go into this movie, and he's playing uh, an American Souther, guy. Yeah, yeah. And there's no reason for it. He easily could have been an Australian in this movie. And it yeah, no, the they don't really give movie. you any.
1: They give you no background on the guy, so you're just kind of like, uh, yeah, he could have been Australian. He could have been fucking. You know, he could have had any accent. Um, uh, but so I, let's let's yeah. go into the plot. You know, there's let's go this girl Rachel. She's a she's a mom. A mom. Yeah. She's and, harried a little bit yeah she's uh mid-divorce uh she got a kid um her her brother lives with with her the divorce is going bad uh and she's having quite a day you know she can't get
0: that kid of hers to school on time and he's just looking at her uh like with pity you don't want to look at your own mother with Uh, pity in your eyes like that uh, so it's gotta
1: hurt it's gotta be a dagger right into the heart right into the heart dude and uh you know she she wakes up late so that uh means that she is going to be late dropping off her kid and her her kid gets detention if he's tardy so she decides uh you know to book it and takes the freeway um and then her son
0: says don't take the freeway and stay on the surface streets,
1: and she's like, "Nah." And uh, not that that matters, um, uh, but uh, yeah, he, uh, she. Well, it's, up, it's it's background for the fact that she's
0: having a real bad day.
1: She's having a real bad day, and uh, she, as she's driving, she, um, you know, uh, she gets to a stoplight, and uh, the the car, it's green, and the car isn't moving in front, so she she leans on the horn, uh, yeah, and and then and goes I said, around.
0: When that happened, she leaned on the horn, and I turned to my fiance and I was like, "What? What are you doing? You give a little tap. You don't lean on the horn. You give a little, like when the light turns green and the car in front of you stopped. You give them a little tap right away. First of all, you don't wait because then you're just letting the anger build up in yourself.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just
0: give it. You give that horn a little pop, like boop, and yeah. then
1: uh, a courtesy, you know, then they, a courtesy tap. They call it exactly. And uh, um, she apparently, she didn't do that. She didn't do that. She leans on the horn and, you know, cause she's like frustrated, you know, she, she took the freeway. It turned out there was traffic and, uh, you know, it's, it's, a it's been a, it's a rough morning for her. So, you know, this car stops and I've been there before. In fact, I had a little bit of, uh, I don't want to call it PTSD, but I had like, uh, anxiety, um, the, uh, this, this feeling of like driving and you know that you know you're gonna get someplace late and you're doing your best to like try to beat traffic and then you just keep getting stuck and stuck and i was like oh, i feel you dude you know if that mm-hmm. happened to me i probably would lean on the horn as well um but uh turns out that the guy in the car was russell Crowe, and mm-hmm. russell crow um, big old
0: pickup truck he's got a big uh, you know deer whacker on the front grill
1: sure does and uh they uh she passes him um, and then they get stuck in traffic together and she and he, you know, says, like, roll down the window and then says basically, like, have you ever heard of a courtesy tap?
0: Yeah. And I and was like,
1: see, yeah, I, didn't no. know my I was like, see, no, I didn't is what I said. It's very interesting because uh, I didn't have that thought at all when she honked. Uh, I knew that when she honked, like it would she'd get in trouble because uh, that's the plot of the movie. Um right. but uh then when he he talked about the courtesy honk I was like yeah no that's true you should that's how you should do it but yeah. you know uh so she doesn't apologize uh for leaning on the horn and he decides well you know what I'm going to kill you and your entire family A totally normal premise uh <laughs> that you know immediately you're just sucked in you know as an elevator pitch you're like tell me more and uh and so- it was no, I was just gonna say real quick. It was one of those things where um, it opens with a montage of like uh, news footage of people kind of losing it on the road, and it you positions know. road raging as
0: like the greatest, uh,
1: yeah, the greatest
0: problem of our times, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was was fun.
1: Yeah, it was interesting, and it was kind of like there's not enough police, and there's too much road raging, and everyone's <laughs> lost their job, and you're like, okay, oh, wait, okay, hold on, a couple of the. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're you're adding road rage in there as if it's like you know next to the unemployment Climate rate, the change. second most important uh, <laughs> problem yeah. that we must deal with. Right. But, but I mean, it was clear. It was like okay, this is what the movie is like, about. I like a tightly
0: focused movie. Totally. It, like sometimes you know, like if you want to make a good pulp movie, you know, like Hurt Locker. It's totally it's ta- tagline. War is a drug. That's the whole yeah, movie. It's about exactly. war being a drug. Fucking great movie. Because it's all about, you know, how war is about broadcast. about like
1: a like a locker that's really uh, <laughs> it's been injured or, you know, yeah. avatar. So, <laughs> so
0: this, this movie, like I thought the draw was going to be that, you know, we were going to get bellowed at by uh, a sweaty, fat Russell Crowe for an, an entire movie. Well, we kind um, of it, that's part of it. There was some of that in there, but I, I feel like the draw turned out to be like, how far are these guys going to take this incredibly mundane premise?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, what if uh, your absolute worst nightmare of road rage came true to a degree where you're kind of just like, oh, he's going to straight murder people in front- in broad daylight in front of people? Yeah. Damn, kind of seems like, um, you know, this guy could do anything. And, yeah. and well, you right get a little the- bit... I'll oh, go ahead. Well, right off the bat, like before anything
0: starts, we see Russell Crowe, He's uh he's breathing heavily in his car. He's very sweaty. He's very sweaty throughout the whole movie. Yeah, fat and um, sweaty. And he's standing outside this guy's house, and he walks up to the house with like some sort of ice axe, I think, and uh, smashes sure. the window. Walks in the house and then like smashes the guy in the head with an ice axe and then burns the house down. And that's the yeah. first. This is like <clears throat> pre-credits of the movie. That's the yeah. First that's how it scene. opens. And I, I I like that the the consistent like trick that this movie plays is just surprise death like whenever things are getting boring it's like boom smash cut to someone dying hor- horribly
1: yeah yeah and they really went for it with like um how horribly uh they're willing or like just the gratuitous violence of it because they were just mm-hmm. like hey listen something's got to sell popcorn um <laughs> yeah which is weird by the way we got one trick and it's gratuity yeah but. It- This is because I didn't see that promo specifically. I I didn't
0: either until just now, actually.
1: Oh, okay. Well, because I saw a promo for it, um, I think on TV or something. I don't know. Um, And I was interested in it. But what the most interesting thing about it was uh, it's only in theaters is how it was being marketed. I mean, that's something that, you know, movies have said in their trailers for a while. But it's a very very weird time to have like a uh, a wide release you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like like this was this feels a lot like a test a studio test movie where they're kind of going like okay it's clear we're not going to get people to go see mulan in theaters all right <laughs> we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna take the risk of a wide release of mulan but just for funsies Let's what if the audience unhinged. was
0: someone, Yeah, what if the audience was people who wanted to see
1: Russell Crowe murdering people on the road and who don't give a fuck about COVID? And and that that to me, I was like, that, there's there's a connection there. There's a connection in terms of the way that this movie is coming out and what the kind of you know maybe non explicit but kind of implied politics of it are, which is like. Um, you know, the world is out there, the bunch of assholes who are canceling people, not saying I'm sorry, and trying to ruin your fucking life. Filthy savages are looting buildings. Filthy savages are out there looting buildings, trying to destroy humankind, human nature. People are taking statues of of the Quaker Oats man down because he's (laughs) racist. See, it's and funny now. That you do that voice because
0: the whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, oh, this is just uh, – this is like evil Alex Jones or this is just like – this is like what would happen you know, on a slightly worse day for Alex <laughs> yeah. Jones if he finally just s- snapped. Yeah,
1: that was kind of the other thing I was thinking too was like that this was kind of an Alex Jones type character in terms of like he's like the southern fat man who's just got like – the, fed the, fed not just anger women. issues, but is is willing to go places that are comically weird, like <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so th- there's something He's about fed up where with women like, that's a key, yeah point, yeah. And and so the the movie doesn't really, I don't think, have any explicit political take. Um, no,
0: because the Alex Jones character isn't the good guy. Like it's not. It's right. not quite like falling down where you're supposed to identify it with him enforcing the social contract. Right. I mean, there's like a tiny kernel of that. Like mostly it's just like a bad guy chasing a, a woman.
1: Yeah, it's 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 two people who uh are injured in different ways. Like it's clear that he has gone through a bad divorce or some shit yeah. like that. Um, and so the fact that she's getting a divorce also triggers him, but like there, there still is, it's like this movie is broadly appealing to, to anti-maskers in a way where they're just kind of like, you know, it's like that side of the culture war would go out to a theater and be like, oh, I ain't wearing no fucking mask and watch this movie. So it was, <laughs> so I did spend a good amount of time watching it going like, where's the, kill again? that bitch. Yeah. Yeah, she deserved to die because she getting a divorce and God don't like that. Um but yeah, no, it also did feel like I did spend a good amount of time going like is this about cancel culture? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> and this is a problem with like so many movies having these political allegories is that I go I have to spend time going like no, it's not no, really.
0: <laughs> I think it's just mostly about like uh how you sh- she she learned a lesson
1: and that's uh you know be but a that little was- nicer. Okay, but wait, that was the strangest thing. Okay, so before we get there, basically, from the point at which he decides he's going to ruin this woman's life, uh, <laughs> the the rest of the movie is him ruining her life. He kills her divorce lawyer, who's also her friend, uh, kills his uh, her brother's um, girlfriend, uh, sets, sets her brother on fire. Um, Spo- spoiler alert. Spo- spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, Whatever.
0: No one's going to the fucking theater to see this movie.
1: Yeah and and then you know eventually uh she um you know he goes after the son but she stops it and murders him before she uh, he can murder her son and and that's it for him and then um the final scene is her driving away driving away with, with her son and uh the light turns green and she starts driving but then someone um you know busts through the intersection uh, and she almost crashes, and um, that person honks, and then she's right about to honk, but she stops herself. She's learned her lesson. And then the son says, "Good choice." And <laughs> I am so confused that 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 completely Look, that changed the movie for me in a way that it's a m-
0: plea for basic human uh empathy okay maybe i'm
1: someone who uh maybe i'm the wrong audience for this but i'm somebody who uh i use my horn you know Mm -hmm. and and half of the point of the horn for me is like that's how i express my road rage when someone does something fucked up i honk but yeah idea that the lesson learned like the son literally was like good choice as if it was her fault (laughs) As if, like, well, well, I, it mean, was.
0: well I mean, well, I mean,
1: sorry, it's, it's 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 literally, it's literally just being like, um, hey, you know what? If, uh, if, if it weren't for your, you know, uh, being really stressed out and having a bad day, fucking, I wouldn't have almost been killed. So, lesson learned, like, how you don't blame her for a psychopath? <laughs> She shouldn't have been dressed like that. That's, that's that's the feeling I got. I was like, why? Why? Wait, no. It was, none of this was her fault. She didn't do anything <laughs> ah, wrong.
0: It was a little her fault.
1: It was not even close to her fault. As I was Should've watching it, I was a going courtesy like, courtesy
0: tap should have apologized for not giving him a courtesy tap.
1: Oh fuck that, dude. No, yeah. Like it, it, the only way he would deserve an apology is if he didn't stop the car, have the sun roll down the window, and and just start berating them about fucking uh he you know he just wanted
0: to have a rational he gave her a chance to like hey i just feel like no the way, way you dude. did the horn thing was wrong and
1: i'm giving you a chance
0: to apologize he was and literally was like, no if fuck someone you. if some she yeah, took no. away his humanity
1: in that moment listen it it was she's really stressed out and if your expectation Good. don't take your shit out on other people what are you talking about she didn't all she did was honk yeah, if, if, you're, she laid if you laid on the got horn. A, if you got a green light and you are stuck there and you're not moving, you get honked at. Oh the, I give it a little tap.
0: but then I give a little tap, and then if they don't move from the little tap, then you get the horn laid on. And that's just Listen, you know.
1: What that's what, universal. This this idea that like she her impolite honk was the impetus... I mean, because that's what the movie said at the end, was like, hey, bitch, bitch learned her lesson. And it's like, no! <laughs> that's Russell Crowe winning! This summer, one bitch learns her lesson. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? That is the weirdest <laughs> moral to the story.
0: But that's... I mean, the weirdness is this movie's only real uh, selling point. No, to me. but,
1: like, to me, th- that isn't even that that's not even trying to do it for the sake of weirdness that that was the logical conclusion the filmmaker went to which was like hey good choice (laughs) don't honk at people it's almost as if like the guy (laughs) who made the movie like got honked at and was like i have this fantasy about (laughs) killing this bitch and her entire family and burning her brother and uh so i decided to make a movie about it like that's that's more psychotic than the actual movie itself. Yeah. That was well, the know, most psychotic moment. Great art comes from obsession, you know? That is true ish, but I'm just <laughs> saying it was like it was such a strange moment because I just was like, I well, I don't know what I watched. I don't whole, know what I watched. The whole movie was a strange moment. That's true. It was a strange movie. But like, I mean, kudos to Russell Crowe for taking a role um, you know, where he can really, I don't know, kind of like exercise those psychopath chops that you know. Well, he he's has. not gonna exercise. Well, no, not exercise physically. <laughs> what I mean is like, he's got a lot of anger uh, in in real life, and it's you almost think like. Why? Well, that was kind of what he was famous for early on. Was that he was just like you know. Huge Hollywood actor, you know, two-time Academy Award winner, but he was also very angry. And he, he did multiple interviews where people would talk about, you know, why are you so angry? And mm-hmm. he'd be like, oh, no, I'm just angry at the world. I'm in a band. Hello. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I'm, hey, I'm hey, from Russell. Australia. Where, oh, what, what do you like to do for fun? Oh, I like to go have shrimp on a barbie. Oh, it's a, it's a, a barbie short for barbecue. Oh,
0: that sounds delicious. Little
1: people don't know that.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that until just now. <laughs> yeah, I'm what glad o- you what could other... learn
1: something from me. What other fun words do you guys have down there? Uh, we have so many fun words. We got bloke. That oh, one's my bloke. favorite. Hey, yeah, What's bloke. A... Is, a bloke's like a guy <laughs> who like you, you don't know his name, so he's like oh, okay, hey, that's a bloke you know, yeah that's huh. a we have a lot of words, they're all English, yeah oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they are what mm-hmm. what other words do you guys have
1: oh all right, we got uh uh Oh, we've got so many words. It's, it's just, I just can't think of them all right now. Uh, what are your, uh, some of your favorite foods? Dungaroo. That's a word.
0: Oh, that's a word. I thought that was a food for a second.
1: No, I'm a favorite food. trip on a barbie. Or but also, uh, <laughs> I like... Uh, Outback Steakhouse.
0: Oh, yeah, we got that here. It's It's a
1: good... I like a blooming onion. Oh, blooming, that's a word. That's another word. What does that mean? Oh, it means fucking.
0: Oh, wow. You you guys have a lot of words for fucking.
1: Yeah, it means uh, fucking. So when you're eating a blooming onion, you're eating a fucking onion. (laughs) That's what i say to my son. I say, hey, son, (laughs) eat your fucking onion. (laughs) Eat your fucking onion and punch your fucking teeth in! Yes. Yeah, Does, res- <laughs>
0: Does he respond well to that?
1: No, he doesn't like it very much. Oh, that's too bad. It's not his favorite. Yeah. <laughs> not his. No, not his. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, I got a thing in my throat. No. Oh, what's mm. wrong with
0: your. What's wrong?
1: I got a frog in it. Oh. Uh,
0: frogs are a big problem over there, I hear. Oh,
1: sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, looks like I gotta go back down under. Oh, okay. Oh, you're leaving swim, us? Swim, 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 <laughs> swim, swim, swim. Cool. Cool. Wow, that was Russell Crowe. <laughs> oh, Russell Crowe sure is an interesting guy. He got a lot of That's words. Always, that guy.
0: It's always fun when he drops by. Weird
1: accent he's got. It's uh, <laughs> kind of all, all over the place, but... <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, well, good
0: he, dude. Well, you know he's he was born in New Zealand. And that might be why.
1: Ah, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. He's a Kiwi. On back now, I gotta <laughs> <call again. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we go again. Sweet two sisters. Well, that was brief. I don't know. Um, in in general, obviously, this movie gets a solid B plus. Um, yeah, yeah, the solidest. But it it was uh it was a strange feeling I got during the movie where um I realized that you've got you've you, you know what would have been a
0: good you know what would have been made made this movie extra good what is if they if they pulled out and there was like an extra storytelling frame like yeah. the watchman and we find out like this whole movie was actually a movie within a movie and it's actually about this the filmmaker, filmmaker whose yeah. son died in a road rage accident uh, and so he that's made a thing like this whole movie about, uh, you know, giving a courtesy
1: tap. So so when I made script, <laughs> I wrote script after Son died. You know? And when Son died, he was in road rage accident. And when he died, I said, this going into script. And I make movie. And... Movie going to be about World Wage And so angry divorce lady And son be driving And then Russell Crowe Mind his business Mind his own business Get honk honk And then She no apologize She no apologize And he had to kill Family and so I wrote Squip and I make money. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, I got new Squip <laughs> about oh, Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's about Batman, but it's about so, actual bat. Oh, wow. That's a good idea. Yeah, so Batman. That? That's
0: a real origin story.
1: Yeah, so it's a story about man who is uh, actually bad, and he uh, decide one day to get COVID nineteen. So he get COVID nineteen, <laughs> and he bite people. But one of the people he bite turns into uh, someone on a ventilator, and then that person die. That that whole pretty dark. That's whole that script. That's whole script. Sounds pretty dark. Oh, is that Russell Crowe over there? <laughs> Gotta go. So this, William, movie William, does, William.
0: this movie does this one thing that I hate that movies do, mm-hmm. uh, where they don't say where it's set, like they keep it like the setting very mysterious. Yeah, it's
1: kind of like, uh, is this L.A.? Is this New York? Is this uh, the suburbs? Is this upstate? Is this Chicago? Is this yeah. Minneapolis?
0: It's somewhere where there's freeways that are maybe slow and you can choose to go on them or not. It's actually, it was filmed uh, in New Orleans, which I didn't know oh. but but, yeah, I don't understand – I never really understand, like, if, if you're going to film in a place and <clears> the story is not, like, specifically about a place, why don't you just make it into whatever place you're filming and be like, oh, look, like, anytime you – like, the root of every story is people in place. And yeah. if you take out the place – part I don't I don't understand taking out the place part of it. It never helps.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I in this case, I don't think it uh, – it adds much to it either. I mean, no, you know, but just have be it be like be in new, the Orleans is, new Orleans is really another character in the story. It's like, yeah. it, it, in this it's case, not like it, they
0: have to be fucking eating gumbo and like playing yeah. Zydeco music, but like <laughs> you, you filmed it there, a, you... bo-
1: a po' boy stand.
0: <laughs> 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 fucking, yeah. yeah. Just have it like specifically about where it's filmed that way. Uh, I don't know. You can be inspired by the place that you're film. I don't know. It's just, it opens up way more possibilities than, uh, than pretending it's not that place does
1: to me sure 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 that's true um so but you know i i did think it was like i did spend a good amount of time going where the fuck are they um but then i just kept getting distracted by the gratuitous violence yeah
0: and did you want the backstory on the director at all
1: yes more than anything
0: so he was a graphic designer for uh, surf companies and also mtv and cool he then uh transitioned uh into commercials and oh then i he... didn't
1: see i thought that was going a different way
0: yeah and then he uh and then he you know became a filmmaker and uh one of the movies that he directed uh is actually called haters which is just h8 rz cool
1: cool cool uh-huh, and what's one's... the tagline gonna hate <laughs> yeah.
0: Got hate. Got hate. Yeah. Uh um yeah, that one uh, stars Abigail Spencer, Jeremy mm. Sisto, Carrie Elwes. Um, and then he <clears throat> directed one called American Dreamer, which it appears to be another like road rage revenge movie starring okay. uh Jim Gaffigan.
1: Huh. This does seem Okay, because it, it it there is something pathological in the filmmaking of this movie. There is something like where you go like, now nah, the filmmaker is on one. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, he
0: didn't write the thing either, so like his like the, it was written. Yeah, by but directors a have guy. a lot of
1: power. Director, but sure. he also chose it. You know what I mean? He was like, yeah. oh, a road rage one, cool. I have a lot of thoughts about that. Uh, and then he like goes into the script and he's like, make sure it ends where she says sorry. <laughs> Make sure it ends that way, <laughs> yeah. But not before all whole family can killed. <laughs> like it's like there's some pathological about it. So this doesn't surprise me in the least.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's about it for the director. Anyway, it's all solid yeah, B. Solid B plus. Solid B+. We both lo- we both loved it. We it loved great.
1: it. You know, it's great. Take take your whole family. Don't bring any masks. Go to your nearest AMC. Um, touch all the surfaces and make sure when you're gasping, you gasp uh, in the direction of other people gasping and share the germs, you know, because uh-huh, COVID uh-huh. is a lie. Yeah.
0: Uh, do we want to go to the emails? We got a few emails. Yeah, let's
1: week. do emails, dude. All right. Your advice is always bad, but tell me more about your dad. Oh, God, I am afraid to die. Vince hates yeah, art. Hates
0: art. Uh, yeah. Um, so we got a few about Boy State because we talked about Boy State oh, sure. last week. And apparently like a few people actually have been uh, to Boy State. Which, no way. Yeah. Good times. Um, hey, hey, Vincent crew. Holy shit. I haven't thought about Boy State in years. And then I saw the description of this week's broadcast and it all came rushing back. It was one of the most bizarre experiences of my life. Summer of 2006, my three friends and I were told that we've been chosen to attend Boys State and Michigan State University. None of us had ever heard of it, and we were told that it was a government simulation and that it would look good on college applications. Here are some highlights from the camp. (laughs) The last name of one of the gubernatorial candidates was Roman, so he campaigned on a Roman Empire platform and converted his dorm room slash town office to look like a palace. He won in a landslide because we all thought it looked cool. Uh, There (laughs) were several mock assassination attempts on other candidates, so many of them that the head counselor had to tell us to stop or we would be sent home. Uh, (laughs) The government was successfully suspended and nearly dissolved by Congress so that we could all go to our dorms and watch World Cup soccer. Damn. Uh, A group of guys snuck over to Girl State and got sent home when they got caught. Jesus Christ. A law got passed that made it illegal to wear socks and sandals at the same time. Campers who were caught violating it were dragged into a dorm room and kept there for the rest of the day.
1: Holy fuck.
0: (laughs) The last night of the camp, the organizers put on a mock trial to show us all how the judicial system works. Instead of anything being close to serious, it was a bunch of middle-aged, elderly American Legion guys doing thick southern accents and acting as sheriffs, delivering testimonies about a fake crime that happened. Then a star witness was brought in and it it was a woman who was, and I would bet a month's salary on this, a stripper from the nearby deja vu. She was wearing barely anything and making endless sexual innuendos during her testimony. And the campers were losing their minds. Uh, My city's meeting room was a small library with lots of black history books and posters. And a few kids had to call home and tell their parents that they were in trouble for calling it the slave cave. Yep. Uh, Also the counselors were all college days guys. So other than the main one, most of them didn't care about any of the shenanigans that were going down. Yeah. It was really fucking weird when we got back home, we couldn't even explain it to our parents in any coherent way because it was such a blend of bone dry government simulations Conventions that lasted upwards of 10 hours, budget paperwork, election recounts, and insane camp hijinks that happen when several hundred 17 and 18 year olds are crammed into a dorm for the part of a summer. I'm excited to watch this documentary and hear the newest episode of the pod. Have a great
1: day, Alex. Wow. I mean, yeah. it's it sounds like it, it went down exactly how I thought it would go down. Yeah. You know, just kind it of like. Sounds like. like yeah. People fucking around and like, uh, you know, whoever has kind of the most epic idea wins everything, and mm-hmm. uh,
0: you know, it's it it's makes you wonder s- how many of those boy states they went to and filmed before they found one that
1: turned into a political allegory. I mean, but that's the thing; is it also makes you wonder, um, you know, like what the effect of the cameras had on most of these kids. Like they knew it's one thing to have like because they're happening in all 50 states, you know, for the most part, people are fucking around and trying to like, you know, uh, dissolve government and build a Roman Empire and shit like that. But then as mm-hmm. soon as the cameras are around, people are like, oh, shit, shit, everyone uh, be on your best behavior. And of course, best behavior for, you know, a high school conservative is just being like, I think we should kill uh, anyone who has an abortion and stuff like that. So that's like that's the acceptable stuff that they can say. Uh, which is fucking crazy, um, but yeah, it also makes you wonder um, how much the other guy, um, the guy who who I don't want to do spoiler spoiler alert, so don't listen if you haven't seen the movie and you want to, um, you know, the guy who actually won instead of yeah. the main character it makes you wonder like how much he won by. Because the main character uh, is a very serious and like genuine, uh, you know, earnest kid, and you really like him as a viewer. But if you're you are wondering, like, if you're watching him uh, and you're a student in the camp, you must be like shot up. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> yeah, is he crying? Get out of here! Can we make like? Can we just go back to what we used to do and go you know, back to girl state? Like, you know, make. Wearing Crocs punishable by death and shit like that, you know, it's like, like that's make uh, tank tops punishable by sack tapping. Right. Exactly. So you do wonder if there's like, um, you know, uh, a narrative that's kind of built in this, uh, that is kind of out of touch with what the kids were experiencing. Like the majority of the kids who just wanted to do sack tapping and shit like that. I don't know.
0: Um, so, and then we got another one about, uh, boys state. Uh, Hey Vince, as someone who attended Boys State, that doc was drastically different from the experience I had. I thought everything would be super serious but our state symbol was the shocker and our police force had a pride of lions instead of weapons. Also, no one gave that much of a shit outside of like three people who were too up their own ass to acknowledge the rest of us. Anyway, fraud on. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. You know? Um... Should we play
1: uh, un- unvetted voicemails? Dude, you know I'm always a fan. I'm always yeah. a fan of just kind of like rolling the dice and seeing what our, our, let's, our let's voicemails do it. say. Let's, let's, do, let's it. do it.
0: Listen, I know we all like to make jokes about Ben Shapiro, but there are those of us out there who imagine... Ben Shapiro doing keggles on their dick and get a lot of pleasure out of that. So, please forgive me. <laughs> like, was he was he getting into his car? At the end <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love when people make the voicemails while doing something else. it's just their multitasking is pretty great. Yeah, and, and follow-up. Up. Oh, do it. Yeah, yeah, we got to follow up here.
0: Okay, just to make sure I uh, <clears throat> put a fine enough point on it, um, I want Ben Shapiro to do kegels on my deck. And that's what I like.
1: <laughs> you called back! <laughs> He wanted people to know that's what he's into. I appreciate wait, it. What is the timestamp on both of those? Like, how long did he wait? Was it like immediately after? Um, oh, what, what does it say? I don't think I get the. I don't think it oh, says. It doesn't the say time. the timestamp. Oh yeah. So,
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like five plus hours. <laughs> what was that? one was it? Five eighteen p.m. and the next one was at 10:42. <laughs> that's
1: incredible <laughs> holy shit you went through a whole day <laughs> and then was just like i should probably clarify that previous voice <laughs> oh i that appreciated it
0: good. i mean I'm, I'm, there might have been some room for interpretation i'm glad yeah you know. no it's
1: good yeah you don't want to leave things ambiguous when you're talking about having Ben Shapiro do Kegels on your dick, um, yeah. I mean, you know, again, we thank every Fraudcast listener for sending us their voicemails. Um, doesn't matter, you know, how many you send or how much time you wait uh, in order to clarify your previous uh, voicemail. You know, we appreciate it. Either way, yeah.
0: Um, we got one more email. All right. Or actually, sorry, we got two more. Uh, Greetings, Frotsman. Just wanted to give my thoughts on the recent recent Irish talk on last week's fraud. I am an Irish guy living in the southwest of Spain. Not the safest place to be at the moment, I know. Mm. Uh, And hearing you guys say how you think the Irish would be the nicest people to hang out with fills me with pride because living outside your home country makes you appreciate it more, I think. Mm. Anyway, if you guys can ever travel to Europe again, come to Alicante and you guys can come and hang out with the huge Irish community here. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Fraud on, Alan.
1: Hell yeah. Thank you, Alan. Just make sure you fight your doll.
0: yeah go and fight your da
1: go and fight your fucking da jesus right? hates
0: your wet ass pussy
1: jesus doesn't like it when your pussy is so wet that everything that goes inside of it immediately slips back out it's one of jesus's least favorite things next to i like Satan. That,
0: i like that living outside of your home country makes you appreciate it more uh i don't know that's not been my experience as an american every time i leave the country i'm like Holy shit, I wish I lived somewhere else,
1: yeah, but I know, but if you were in you know fucking Catalan, where the fuck he is where's is he S- south of Alicante, Spain? oh Alicante, yeah, you know i mm-hmm. could I could imagine you know, I could imagine going to a shitty place and being like like I've had that experience in the United States, you know, sure, where, sure, where I've yeah. you know been to uh you know some pretty shitty places to do comedy, and then you go back to l a or San Francisco and you're just like, yeah, this place rules. <laughs> I'm trying to I,
0: think of any place made me like want to go back home. I think maybe like Dubai. Uh, I don't. Can't oh, really I've think never of been. Any.
1: I never. But I've not really been that many places.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been, been like to,
1: three places. Been to a lot. Well, good for you, dude. We're yeah. all really fucking happy for you. Shit. I don't know that any of
0: them made me think. Yeah, America rules. I wish someplace. sometime someday I'll go to a place like that. Yeah, I tend to some, avoid those places probably. But uh, yeah, yeah,
1: I guess if you're like specifically going out of the country to go, you know, if you're not going to someplace random for work, it's like you're going because you want to go to a vacation spot, you know? Sure. And so you pick a place that is good and makes you happy to be there rather than appreciate. Then again, you've never lived in any of those other places.
0: Well, Australia I have. But yeah, for the most That's part, true. it's it's, you know, short trips. But anyway. Oh.
1: Yeah, I, uh, someday I hope to go to, uh, you know, that town in Spain and hang out with all the Irish people and avoid the Spanish. Like, that would be my whole thing. <laughs> like, if I could not deal with a Spaniard the entire time I'm here, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm.
0: I love Spain. I didn't go to that part of Spain. I went to the north uh, east. So he's in the opposite end. But I went, I went the... somewhere
1: in Spain. I went on this, like, 11-day trip. Or I forget how long it was. It was, like, uh, where I visited my Eleven. sister days. Yeah, well, it was like uh, I, my sister was doing study abroad in uh, Scotland, and uh, and then so I, I did the, you know, kind of like the train and backpacking thing that people do, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and uh, you know, so we, we flew to Portugal, and then we took a train to one place in Spain, then another place in Spain, and then uh, Italy, and then I flew to France uh and then flew back to America you
0: just said you haven't been to many places you just named like five countries
1: well that's like the only time I've ever been to Europe and you know when you spend a day and a half in each place (laughs) it's not really going there like that was the one thing I learned I was like oh you know what sucks this I would love to spend (laughs) some time just one of these places for a good amount of time that would be that's what I want I never want to do anything like this again um Portugal uh I have a bad, you know, kind of like experience with Portugal because I went to a random restaurant. I was just like trying to get some food and I ordered something off the menu. Uh, and it was it, if it was just like bread and like cheddar cheese in a toaster. And I was like <laughs> and like ham on it. And I was like, yeah, this is evil that you serve this. Like, that's the thought I had. <laughs> like,
0: this is why like because it was wasn't like up to restaurant standards.
1: I mean, it was. It wasn't just not up to restaurant standards. I was. I was like, this is. This is a lie. This is something you serve <laughs> to people like me. Yeah, who just you coming off you the fucked street, up, fucked over a tourist. Yeah, you fucked over a tourist by being like, make the dumbest shit you've ever thought of. <laughs> It'd be like going to a restaurant and they're just like, oh, let's open up a Lunchables but put it on a plate. Like, <laughs> it, it felt very insulting, and so I don't like Portugal anymore. <laughs> I'm done with them. Um, but yeah, Portugal's anyways. over, man. Portugal's fucking over, dude. They're canceled. Portugal is over, party. Um, all right, I think that's been a fraud. What do you think? Yeah, that's been a fraud. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks we for love, we love you all so the support. support.
0: Patreon.com/slash/Fraudcast. Yeah. That's no where you can, right. you know, give us a few dollars. Well, actually, we're probably going to put this on the feed, so you're probably already, you're probably already signed up for that. And so good for you. We appreciate yeah. it.
1: Yeah, we, we really do, um, and uh, we're going to be uh, releasing some more Pod Your a Gun very, very soon, so get excited. Tell your friends, because we're doing it. Season three, going to happen.
0: Yeah, and um, if you don't tell your friends, we're not going to do any. So, yeah, if you don't tell your friends, forget about fuck it. you.
1: We're just going to yeah. have them and never put them out, Yep. because fuck you, all right? um anyways uh patreon.com slash broadcast you already know broadcast at gmail.com for all your questions comments and concerns vince what's the google voice number 415-275-0030 all right everyone thanks so much for listening we love you a lot and until next time good night and good chins